The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Just Some Podcast. It's continuing mission to explore education, to seek out new guests and sarcastic statements, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before, like Antarctica and the space station. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. Tom, man, how's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty good. No, that's it. I don't have anything. It's just been good. I rotate my schedule, and so I come off a. I'm coming off a long set of days off. So that yeah, there you go. So there's a high likelihood that you're not intoxicated today. Actually, there's a low likelihood. However. I am not intoxicated today. Oh, well, that'll work. Well, and I'm also in a super great mood because we have a uh, returning guest, Mr. What? Jeff. Yeah, Mr. Jeff. How are you doing? Just fine. How are you guys? Hey, we're good, man. Well, I guess uh, the question is, Ben, how are you doing? Well, I'm not doing too bad. You know, got back from vacation and... You're still bragging about that. Well, it's because it was fun. You know, what can I say? We need to go sometime. We need to broadcast live from a cruise and pay $75 an hour to, you know, broadcast that across some shitty bandwidth. But hey, it'll be all right. Hey, I'm fine with that. You also have to pay for it by having that first week back to work. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That one, that one will kill you. Yeah, the first couple of days, it was like, holy shit. Why, how do you, how do you have this many people on my schedule? And they're like, well, they all needed to be seen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is anybody else in the office working? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have yet to experience that. I have not taken the long vacation yet. I don't take it for several more months. So oh, just I have wait. not hit that mental speed bump at 70 miles an hour. That is coming back to work after a good vacation. But you end up with a rotating schedule that you have seven days off or four days off? Five. Five. Five off. So, yeah. So you it's like a, a vacation. Little... <laughs> exactly. It's, exactly. Well, uh, I have a wife and kids that they're demanding to go because to them, sitting in a lazy boy and watching uh, war movies is not a vacation, apparently. So they would actually go do something. They are exhibiting terrible judgment. Hey, brother, you're speaking to the choir. OK, so <laughs> just just throw that out there. I'm like, look, Banner Brothers was great the first 12 times we've seen it. It's going to be great the 13th. All right. I might have missed something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't exactly remember how to spell curry. Yeah. We got to watch this episode again. 
So, but they don't get it. I'm like, what else am I supposed to do on Memorial Day, America? So there you go. <laughs> Extra number 12. I didn't see him get shot the last time. <laughs> Did you realize he turned out to be Tom Hardy? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, they don't understand it. And Jeff, you get the distinction of being the first return guest to our podcast. So, you know, welcome back. How's things been since you were here last? Thank you. Uh, is it a distinction or, oh, wow, what happened? Yeah, either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear what your question was, so sorry. That's okay. So how have things been since you uh, were on the show last? Pretty good. Staying busy with work, getting ready to go on a small vacation road trip with folks, taking children on the road trip tour of doom throughout wow. the Midwest into the middle of nowhere, South Dakota. That sounds like a blast. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> Though I, I do notice that you conveniently left out all of your fame that you have acquired since being on the podcast the last time. I mean, there had to have been you know, fives of people you know, clamoring <laughs> to talk to you. Maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> and I work with all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> ben and Tom are two of them. So there you go. <laughs> no, that was really, um, that was a fun experience. Yeah, so maybe he's the intoxicated one, Ben. Did you ever think about that? Like, <laughs> I did not. Got my water handy. Oh, see. it's very, very light on the bourbon. <laughs> As in so, none. I was going to say, so light, you can't even tell it's there. Exactly. All right, Benny. Yes, sir. So since we were talking about people listening to the show, and this is a weak segue, let's do our social media shout out and get that out of the way. <laughs> that was kind of weak. I'm going to give you, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was super weak, okay? But I got to get the shit moving forward. So let's go. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Just Some Podcast. You can also find us on the web. We're at www.justsomepodcast.com. You can email us, admin at justsomepodcast.com. Don't forget, you can also find us on YouTube as well as Helium radio network we're on helium radio after dark channel 2 thursday nights 9 p.m eastern 8 central tom what else can they do bud well first of all they can give us any ratings or reviews on any of their social media sites they can tell all their friends about us they can also listen to us on libsyn l-i-b-s-y-n where we are broadcasting the podcast from they can also go to our website go down to the bottom there's an amazon affiliate link they click on that it takes them back to the amazon site so they can do all their shopping and anything they buy from there gives us a small amount of proceeds which we then put back into the show and we appreciate greatly jeff so is there question. anything i would say jeff is there anything yes. you want to shout out or yeah I, d I just have a question other than the 12 gallon or 50 gallon drum of lube what is the strangest thing that has been purchased other than uh, that? In, each of, in each of yours opinion. Well, Ooh. before Christmas, I remember seeing Donald Trump toilet paper come across, which I found kind of to be, in, to be interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, beyond that, it's a lot of just kind of basic Day -day. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the lube, I don't honestly off the top of my head, I don't know. I want to say one time I made a joke about someone making a large purchase of D-cell batteries and then Ben's like, no, we, we did have some. Did we have something like that, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, holy crap, I hit that one on the head like a blind shot in the dark. I was like, that one lady is real, or I'm 
poor guy is really yeah. lonely when she they listen to us. So, you know, <laughs> or maybe they have a 1980s boombox and they're just trying yeah. to. Yeah, they're, they yeah. got some cardboard. They went to break dance. They're trying to bring yeah. back the electric boogaloo. So I'm just saying it, it could be anything. Let's not be judgmental. <laughs> this is a judgment free zone on just a podcast. But I don't know. That's a God. I kind of want to look into that again now and be like, what was the weirdest thing? <laughs> I seen like yesterday or today, someone bought like a year's worth of Zyrtex. I mean, that was cool. <laughs> No, that's just smart, and thank you. So, <laughs> we do appreciate okay. it. I will, I will actually fess up. That was me. Oh, hey. <laughs> See? And, and even better, it's not even for me. It's for the dogs. <laughs> See, I, I did not realize they had that, and I was like, son of a bitch, that's a hell of a prize. Because it was like, yeah. like 15 bucks for... Yeah, 15 for 365 of them. Yeah, wow. Like, like, that's a hell of a price. Yeah. That's, l- that's less than I pay for a month. It's four cents per pill. Wow. See, now we're learning some things here, people. <laughs> I am <laughs> nothing if not frugal. <laughs> Somebody would say cheap, but I'm going to stick with frugal. I no, like I, I like frugal. Yeah. I seriously did not know. Now I'm. <laughs> Jeff, you're going to be getting a lot of text messages. Hey, <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> But I will say this obviously proves that we do not know who purchases the equipment, who purchases anything off the the side. It just shows us the running total of the proceeds that we get from it and what the items were. So it is fun though to speculate. I don't know why you need three thousand trash bags, you lonely person. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I want to know, <laughs> like, or it's just Jeff going. Uh, it was two cents a trash bag. Why yeah. else wouldn't I get that? Yeah. So I, I'm never going to have to buy trash bags again. And yeah. I love hefty Ultraflex. So there you go. Well, yeah. One of the neat things about it is I use the Amazon Smile to support a local nonprofit. And it will still use your link onto Amazon Smile. So they get money and you guys get money from it. Well, hey, that's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. But now that Amazon listened in on our conversation because, you know, the bots are listening to everything we say, <laughs> that just went out the window. So <laughs> You don't sound paranoid at all. No, yeah. All. Yeah. There's no glitch in the Matrix every time I watch no. a cat walk by. Like, what's going on? So uh, I laughed. The toaster laughed. We all had a great time. So <laughs> Why is the room blinking? <laughs> I swear to God, I saw somebody walk by, but I'm on the second floor. This sucks. <laughs> so, all right. A true, a true story on that. In nursing school, I was on the psych rotation and was interviewing patient, and their back was to the window. And I kid you not, some guy walked by the window. <laughs> it was somebody on the. It was a window washer out on the ledge, and it, I just froze mid. <laughs> Mid question, <laughs> then went back to it, and then stopped and thought: If we'd have been sitting in different positions, I don't know that I would have believed that person. Oh no! Yeah, no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there's somebody outside the window. No, I swear to God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody and God lives in your stomach, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Oh, Tom, you ready to get to stories you may have missed? I'm ready. Jeff, are you ready? I missed them all. Oh, see, there you go. (laughs) 
this is one that I was talking to Jeff about before uh, we went on the air because of Jeff's expertise with diabetes. And so, Tom, here's a large new study that has come out that has examined the effects of vitamin D and it's found that there's absolutely no evidence that this is a that this supplement can prevent type 2 diabetes. Let me see your shocked face. Yeah, there it was. <laughs> Super shocked face. So I started to dig a little bit more into this. I'm like, well, why the hell would they even associate that? Are they just randomly throwing shit out or what's going on? So observational studies had reported there was a possible association between low levels of vitamin D and increased risk for type 2 diabetes, which is what led them to do this more extensive study of over 2,000 adults from 22 sites across the United States. So they measured their vitamin D levels at the beginning of the study and then kind of continued to monitor those over the next several years to make the determination that there was no statistically significant difference in the data between the two groups, therefore eliminating the opportunity that vitamin D can help prevent diabetes. Yeah. Jeff, your thoughts. And the crowd goes, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where anybody would even think that that would be beneficial. But if nothing else, this does, I think, at least establish the, you know, the age-old statement that we hear a lot, which was, you know, correlation does not always equal causation. Exactly. Uh, So at least you're able to eliminate that. I still struggle with the data that came out. I think it was five or six years ago. There was a bunch of stuff in the news about how statins contributed to the development of type 2 diabetes. And I'm not convinced on that study. I think it's another case of correlation and causation. You look at the folks who are most likely to have dyslipidemia and the population that is likely to develop a type 2 diabetes, and they look awfully similar. Those circles are pretty damn close, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So I, I struggle with that one. I could understand that. Yeah. That... What about the ASPIR trial that just came out? The ASPIR trial looked at the benefits of aspirin in adults over the age of 70 versus the risks. And, you know, how we tell everybody to take an aspirin a day, take an aspirin a day. Um, right. They're saying stop taking aspirin at age 70. It's an interesting read on the article, but there's. They found no statistically significant benefit and significantly increased risk for gastrointestinal problems. Which makes sense at that age, because at that age, you're already looking at a lower, I mean, at a higher risk for for other diseases. So I could certainly see how a preventative aspirin probably would not be overly beneficial. Well, and how long do you actually get the benefit from aspirin? Now, I may be quoting the wrong stat on it, but... From what I recall, the benefit from aspirin comes within the first 10 years of taking it. Then after time, there's no additional benefit other than the platelet inhibition. Honestly, I, I don't know. So maybe that'd be something to dig into. It's the same thing with deprescribing statins at a certain age. And I've started doing that. I've got patients who complain about how they are feeling on the statin and ask if they can stop it. And they're 85, 90 years old and... You know, as far as I'm concerned, if they're ready to stop a medication and understand what stopping means, go ahead and, and deprescribe. And again, with statins, you don't see the be- you see the benefit over time when you first start taking it, and then there's no true, no real additional benefit that keeps going. It's not an additive effect. Hmm. 
Interesting. And I, you know, I think I kind of approach some of that the same way with my elderly populations. I mean, I've had, you know, several, if you're over 80 and you're diabetic and it's, you know, fairly well controlled because you've done really well over your life and you want ice cream occasionally, you know what? You're 85 years old. Go have mm-hmm. some damn ice cream. Like it's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> we all got to die of something. I would say, or as I like to call it, the victory lap. Like, you're 85, (laughs) and you want to eat ice cream and stop your statins? You know what? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's what you get to do. You earned it. So I like that. I remember that, Tom. That was good. Victory lap. Thank you. I uh, just came up with that, so you're welcome. Have fun with that. But, yeah, I I think about that all the time. Or like you said, we got to die of something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not advocating for people to make stupid decisions, but christ if you want a piece of pizza every once in a while i mean have the pizza yeah yeah just don't do what i do which is i believe every pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard (laughs) enough so i've never (laughs) from the er i told every one of those girls if i come back with my step i shouldn't say if when i come back with my stemmy I don't want any shocked faces. Okay. You just do your damn job. You have to be clear because I've never seen a chicken wing that I can't eat. Okay. So we all know what's coming. We all, we're all aware. All right. So when I come in with my widow maker, just do your damn job. No, oh, not Tom. No, it is Tom. Get his ass on a table. All right, let's go. You're not doing that fire wing challenge that peel the paint off your car. Maybe. I don't is, that, is, is there a specific well you know the the wing places will have their ultra hot ghost pepper yeah. based wing and if you can yeah. eat 20 of these your meal's free yeah I, I've never done the challenge but I actually ordered those one time and I came in to pick them up and the manager was out there when I picked up my food he's like you ordered these on purpose I was like yeah he's like to eat at home I was like yeah he's like you you don't you know there's no challenge if you do it like that. I said no. I just want to eat it when I go home. So <laughs> after that, every time they made a new hot sauce, he when he saw me come in, he'd be like, "Hey, I got something I want you to try." And so that's like that's how I started eating some of the ultra hot stuff that they have. Even at one of the bigger franchises, they have one here in the town I live in. He's like, "Hey, we're coming out with a new sauce. Do you want to try it?" I was like, "Yeah." I'll be honest. There's been a couple of sauces. You better have your big girl panties on to eat that <laughs> stuff. I've I've had some stuff that literally just made me I just like looked at down at the ground and I was like, Oh God, what did I just put in my face? Like I'm pretty sure this is a chemical burn. See, so. so I'm thinking, Tom, that the next time that we come to Ohio to visit you guys, this would be a hell of an episode. I'm not gonna do the challenge. I'll just stand there and record. <laughs> oh, you wanna do a hot here. ones? You wanna do it like hot ones? That would be awesome. Yeah, I think we should do that. One. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we, we can do something like that. You yeah. really have to hate your gut to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hate every part of me, Jeff. I don't, I, I, I don't just keep it on just that. I'm looking at you groin. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I got that vasectomy. I couldn't infect anything else in the world. So there you go. Tom, do you want to... Uh... Explain why I did that horrible parody of Star Trek at the beginning of this episode. Hey, cheesy is our thing. I liked it. So, it cheesy and that's what we went for. Yeah, let's discuss this. So, we like to mix up in our episodes. We, we do some serious educational episodes, but we also like to have fun on the Just Some podcast. 
podcast. So there you go. So, didn't think about that segue really well. Jeff, I see your judgment. So, so, so basically what we thought was, what is something that's just fun, you know, that we want to do? And I think Ben and I were talking and it was right around the time Jeff is a star wars fan and we were talking about something and it came to me you know there's a bunch of medical stuff that always happens on those shows let's talk about medical technology from star wars to star trek and just kind of go from there and have fun with it and see what it's like and ben found two websites from people that definitely have way too much damn time (laughs) on their hands (laughs) Uh, and put together every medical reference and device for both star wars and star trek yeah yeah that was a uh, interesting reading. So that's what we're doing. That's what this episode is, is just having fun. If you're a science fiction fan, if there's other science fiction shows you want us to look into, discuss, etc., go ahead and email us about it. But we picked, I am a huge Star Wars fan. I am unashamed. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I have nothing against Star Trek other than it's inferior to Star Wars. <laughs> but really, but really, other than that, the next generation was okay. But yeah. See, and I'm a big, I'm a big Trekkie. That's where my, like, I have probably seen every episode of Next Generation. So, yeah, I'm a Trekkie. And Jeff, I'm you're you're a Star Wars guy, right? Yeah, huge Star Wars guy. I've got one patient room. I've got an X-wing picture, and in both rooms at the clinic, above the door is uh, Yoda's famous quote: "Do or do not. There is no try." And I am not even embarrassed to say I pointed that sign. (laughs) <laughs> during visits on occasion well, i think i can nope <laughs> <laughs> i like it yeah there you go you know you're gonna lose that foot if you don't do what i say well i'll try <laughs> it's a little tongue-in-cheek and patients have got to know me and my personality and still come and see me for for whatever reason <laughs> and a lot of them are just appreciate that subtle bit of humor from time to time well, yeah, you got to kind of mix it up a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So here, here we go. Since since you're a Trekkie, and like I said, I don't mind the next generation. Uh, the rest of it, mm, I don't know about that. But there is a movie called Fanboys. Jeff, I'm sure. Okay, I thought for sure Jeff had seen it. Yeah, Ben, it's have you seen? Have you seen Fanboys? Not that. No, I don't think I have. Well, then I think we'll just talk about that off the air. <laughs> but uh, if you it's are a Star game. Wars fan, yes, it's if you are a Star Wars fan. Long story short, it's about five guys that are friends from Ohio, and they travel across America to break into Skywalker Ranch to watch a Star Wars film. I believe it was Phantom Menace when yeah. it was getting ready to come out. Yes, it was Phantom Menace. I just didn't want to date it too bad, but yes. It yeah, was... <laughs> <laughs> You're eating hot wings, and I'm all I'm thinking about is the heartburn I'd have. So, yeah, we're just dating ourselves anyway. <laughs> But yes, it's supposed to be now, obviously it was, I'm pretty sure it was made a couple years after Phantom Menace, but that's what it's about. And it's one of those road trip movies. Like it's about the friends they are having fun and they purposely stop in, uh, is it Riverside, Iowa? Is that where, where, wherever James T. Kirk is supposed to be from and they attack some Trekkies. So it's hilarious. It's definitely worth watching, but in a nutshell, people, that's the episode. All right. Well, Tom, what do you have, man? What? What cool devices from the future are we going to talk about? Well, I didn't just do 
stuff. So here's an interesting thing, and I will say it applies more to Star Trek than Star Wars. But there's been several interviews I've watched with, like, let's say, engineers or astronauts, and they'd say, oh, I watched Star Trek when I was a kid, and I really thought we could talk without telephones. And so I worked and helped develop cellular technology, shit like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's really cool. So there may be some things in here... I don't remember anything right off the bat, but it's more of just, I saw that and I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> like well, that, Someone just made that up. Well, you and, say that, but you, the monitors that we see in ICU. Oh yeah. The ideas for those came from directly from Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Above the bed monitor and in the room monitors. Uh, yeah. It, shoot. I can't even remember what they uh, called them. I'll find that. So, well, the thing is, is there's multiple times, and I, as a matter of fact, I was telling Ben that I think it's Philips is working on basically a handheld device. It's like an ultrasound and combination thing you can use in your hand, and it's almost like having a tricorder. Oh, I want to see what's going on. <laughs> they can just, like, take a look at you. And I'm not saying that there isn't some amazing technology like that. I'm just saying I didn't focus on that. <laughs> I focused on what is that called? And then I just kind of just went on that. So... I went less educational and more are you shitting me factor yeah, that when works. I was reading about this stuff. So, Jeff, it was the biofunction monitor. Yep. And that was the small display located at the head of the, the of the beds, and it gave information on vital signs, pulse, respirations, temperature, brain activity. So, yeah, that was, you know, above the beds, and now look where we are with, as far as ICU. You have them in there all the time. ERs have them all the time. So Yeah, it's Good. crazy. Well, and the Star Trek's plasma infusion unit is conveniently our IV pump. <laughs> yes, and I've noticed, <laughs> I, I will say that I was expecting more like the, whatever, just make up a bunch of words, put them together, medical device. Yeah. And I didn't find that a lot of times. I found stuff that I was like, I either found A stuff that I was like, okay, that's the ex machina. Like they needed something to be able to save the day. Here it was. But then I also found a lot of stuff like complete blood counts on the Star Trek site. I was like, wait, wait a minute. What? <laughs> That's we, we actually have that boys and girls. So I don't know. So it was it was pretty interesting. But I think I will start off with a Star Wars device. I'm probably going to go back and forth like a Star Wars, a Star Trek, a Star yeah, Wars. You're fine. Go ahead. So this one's from Star Wars, and this is called a Delta Wave Inducer. And long story short, this is a device, and I didn't write down, it actually tells you what episodes and etc. I didn't do all that. But basically, a delta wave inducer is a machine that when you're sleeping, guess what, flips your brain pattern into delta waves, and you can get an entire night's sleep in 10 minutes. And I was like, that would be pretty fantastic. Wouldn't it? Like, that yeah. would be pretty awesome to just be like, okay, and we got fully refreshed 10 minutes later. Well, not only that, like, let's say you have a obstructive sleep apnea and you're like, oh, you're going to be awake in 30 minutes. Don't matter. Guess what? <laughs> I'm going to get you a whole night's sleep and that 10 minutes in between in effectively solve a lot of medical issues as well. If they can get that much sleep in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. I think one of my favorites is uh, Bacta from Star Wars. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, it's this versatile cure-all substance. Uh, the tank that Luke Skywalker was in Empire on Hoth after uh, he and the Wampa tussled, that thing that he was submerged in was a back-to-tank. And that's, if you look things up, they've got 
several different versions. You think about what neat military applications some of these would be, like the back to bombs and the back grenades when the patient who's too far away to go get, but you need to give them treatment and you throw these in their general direction. And the BACTA is supposed to be bacteria that finds whatever's wrong and fixes it. Yeah. So effectively what they did is they said, here's a spray, a gel, a liquid that fixes everything. Well, minor. My understanding is like if I cut your hand off, it's not going to grow your whole hand back immediately, but it'll stop the bleeding, right? Yeah. But it's in everything. It's a spray. It's a tank. It's a in a bomb or a grenade. So like if Ben's wounded behind a rock, I can just throw a back to grenade back there. Eh, he'll be alive in a minute. And I was like, as much as I love Star Wars and I do, I was like, you cheap sons of bitches. Yeah. You just found like everything's fixed by this one thing called back to there you go. Don't worry about anything else. The rest of the show well, <laughs> just back to we'll fix it. It's a very convenient plot device. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's it's one of those ex machina, like, ah, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. How did he live? Oh, he didn't tell anybody, but he had a whole supply of Bacta and just drank it. And, oh, guess what? He's fine. Like, you sons of bitches. You know <laughs> damn good or well he wasn't going to live through that. So <laughs> there you go. And that was one of the ones I was going to talk about. So you are welcome. <laughs> ben, I think you're up. I am up. So Star Trek with the hypo spray you know the little thing they used to inject everybody with it. oh yeah but it was basically a needless device that would use air to to kind of pressure into the skin and i was doing some research on it and they've actually are developing something very similar to that currently they've been working on that for a while yeah the issue is uh, they're wanting it to be kind of a pain-free delivery and it hurts yeah the military has been using air needles for a while yeah that hurts. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, hey, who would have known? Highly compressed air forcing liquid through your skin was going to sting. So, <laughs> right. Go. But yeah, they are currently working on to is uh, one as far as not for compressed air, but uh, another medium to yeah into the skin where it's it's painless. So you know, for vaccines and things that we can do that we can. Uh, you said the V word. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that to nursing students and a bunch of people that, you know, 10, 15, maybe 20 years from now, I have a feeling there's going to be devices that's going to be like, wait a second, you used to stick a needle made of metal into people? And I'm like, yeah, that's all we had, you know? So it's funny for us to look back, like when we did the Halloween episode yeah. and say, oh my God, that was so barbaric. But then what are they going to say about us? Yeah. Right. Like, Let me get this straight. His eye was hurt. So you just took his eye out of his head? Like, that's all we knew what to do. Like, leave us alone. So There's got to be a better way to check a prostate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, sure women are are willing to say that there's got to be a way to do a pap. Yeah. 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 Oh. (laughs) All right. Here we go. I'm going on. Let's see here. Next one. And notice, though, same thing. It's one of those, the spray from Star Trek, very much like back to like, oh, mm-hmm. just give him a shot of this, you know, yep. fix yep. everything. So let's see here. Direct neural resequencing, which is. That sounds. Yeah, yeah. That sounds very important. Basically, what it is, is they increase your neural activity and stimulate synaptic function. So basically, you have TBI. They put this thing on your head and it just fixes it. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> they needed that on the what was it night shift and the, or that show that you you hated third 
What the hell was the shit? I don't remember now. Never mind. Yeah, no, no. Night Watch was one of the most abhorrent things. I re- Third Shift wasn't bad. I'll tell you right now, I watched a couple episodes of Third Shift, and I was like, they really had cops around or paramedics around when they wrote that episode, like for sure. But Night Shift is just, visually, it makes me want to pull my eyes out of my head. Well, which one was the one that had Ving Rhames that he's like, the bomb went off in his head? That would be uh, Monday mornings. Okay. See, that's what they needed that your little device for there. Well, yeah. I. But the thing is, they already had Ving Rhames, and he had a <laughs> pen light. And what he could do is he could look into your eyes with his pen light and just diagnose your cerebral hemorrhage. So there you go. There, there you go. There. <laughs> you didn't even need the rest of it. It is one of those things I wonder, and I'm sure, honestly, that there is some kind of neurobiologist out there right now working on this like hey we are working on a way to stimulate this so you have that tbi or a noxious brain injury guess what we can bring you back and i think that's pretty awesome but i also find it really funny that they're just like yeah just put that helmet on your head duh i'm like oh okay <laughs> i didn't realize it was that simple well now you know see uh here's one that all of us who ever worked in a hospital would like to have a hover gurney Right, <laughs> I saw I saw that. I didn't pick that one, but I did see that one. They call it a repulsor lift equipped hospital bed, capable of transporting an injured being from place to place without injuring the patient further. I would say it's also used to stop injuring the people transporting the patient <laughs> further. Yes. EMS would love to do that with you know those uh, rather large individuals that get on the gurneys. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you think about the, there's an inflatable slide board now yep. that uses air to make it easy to slide, slide the patient right over. You just tuck it right under them and inflate it and it lifts them up and provides a little bit of cushion of air and essentially a little hover mat thing. Yes. And you can yank too hard. Oh, yes, just you can. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like, oh, this is a big dude. I better pull extra hard. No, that air cushion really works. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you, you're yeah. going to, it's going to be a ride for everybody involved if you yank too hard. You pull extra hard and you're going to end up, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're going to end up having to catch the patient. Yes. And uh, that's a bad time. I'm just throwing. That's oh, terrible. That yeah. <laughs> okay. What real thing do you have now, Ben? That yeah. Star Trek is all serious yeah. and stuff, and no, yeah. no, I Star sad. Wars is fun. Yeah, Star Wars is fun. Star Wars no, Trek I, is... I wanted to go out and try to find stuff that, you know, as these things happened back then, and you think, oh, wow, that could, you know, really be kind of cool that now some of that stuff's coming true. So the next one I have, asshole, <laughs> is one of the iconic pieces of Next Generation, which is Jordy's visor. Ah, good one. That's a good, good one. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it that actually stood for visual instrument and sensory organ replacement. And so, you know, he was born blind, but they were able to use electromagnetic signals to allow him to see. So I, again, I did some research, and they are currently developing one to be used that are basically digital eyes for those who are legally blind. So... I thought that was kind of interesting. It's a company called eSight. And I'm going to go the ethical route in that. Since when is either blindness or deafness for that uh, matter? When is that a disease that we have to cure? Some of those newer uh, things, I think it's, I think they're nice ideas. Right. 
but does the patient actually want that? Are we telling the patient that there's something wrong with them, that they're not getting the best out of life that they can? You make a valid point, sir. Yeah, there is the ethical. There's also the, and I hate to be the bad guy in the room, but if I have to pick between curing blindness or cancer, I really think we should have focused on that whole cancer thing first or heart disease or something that's actually going to kill this person. I'm not saying I'd ever want to go blind and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but at the same time, if we're going to be make those strides, is is that where we, we could have focused? But maybe that's just me. I like this one. This is a good one. This has been excellent in the ER. It's just called the angry machine. Star Wars, the angry machine. <laughs> apparently it was only used in one specific case on one specific person. He apparently was a great guy, but something about his race or culture. I don't remember the exact name. So the character was like a Jekyll and Hyde character. And what would happen is, is he was a great guy. But then if he got to a bad mood, he was in a really bad mood. So they developed a machine. Of course, they never explained how it worked. That would have been pretty awesome. They just put it around him. and He was happy. <laughs> so that would be pretty awesome in every ER in America. Just like room 13's the the angry machine. Just step him in there and he'll be fine. Oh, you didn't like waiting four hours to get in here? Here, step into room 13 for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> The bad part is most of the staff would be in there all the time. <laughs> you, would, you would have to have like staff bathroom right next to it. Staff angry machine just right there <laughs> the entire time. Oh, I'm better now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Now they didn't, I didn't find any specific information, like how long the effect lasted. So like, I'm not sure we could replace like SSRIs or anything at this point in time, but for the uh, acute breakdown, apparently the angry machine works. The angry machine, and and it's angry a great machine. name. I mean, hell, that's yeah. You didn't have to guess. Angry <laughs> machine. There you go. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, how about for diagnostics? Something called the analysis grid. It was a device that fired coherent beams of energy through a specimen, revealing much about them. One slight drawback. The analysis was an extremely painful process for the specimen as the energy beams use the same technology as blasters. No. So we know what's wrong with you. We just yeah. inflicted it. <laughs> exactly. This guy seems to be really pissed off. <laughs> of course, angry an angry machine. machine. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my God. While he's in the angry machine, give a shit. See that? Yeah. <laughs> Benny? Unless you had some more about the analysis grid. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, we all have patients we'd like to shoot with that, though, let's be honest. <laughs> None of us were picturing them right now. No. <laughs> okay, so one, because you know, again, I'm a Trekkie, so you know, I'm going to stick to most of that. But one that we don't have yet, but I do think we will have probably in our lifetime is you know the holographic programming that they had, the holographic chambers. I mean, would that not be incredibly cool to, for, I mean, even if you'd like it from a medical standpoint, you could do, do entire simulated codes and things of that nature just with, in a hologram. I think that's kind of where VR is going. Yeah, I, I have certainly seen it. Like, I can remember several years ago when we got the, like, the Kinect for the Xbox. Oh, it's yeah. Like you're standing there and you're doing all this stuff and it's moving on the screen. You're like, that's 20 years from now, that's going to be... You're just going to walk into this room and it'll be there. 
actually, it's funny you said that because I was going to bring this up. There was a, I want to say it was an orthopedic surgeon. They tested it in a Canadian hospital. It was an Xbox with a Kinect. And right next to it would be a screen with like, let's say images or whatever right next to it. And the surgeon could literally like put his hand up and just wave. And it would bring up like the next bit of information on the screen that he was looking for. So like, let's say he was doing spinal surgery and he wanted like the next rotated view. He could move his hand and it would rotate the view so he could bring all that up live while he was doing the surgery by using the connect. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that, that technology, I think, before our lifetimes, we'll we'll have something like that, in my personal opinion. Well, and I mean, by the time this comes out, he'll already have it. So my son's birthday is coming up. We decided to get him one of those virtual reality video game systems. So I'll tell you how awesome it is here in a couple days. Because <laughs> when my wife was like, let's get this for him. I was like, how much is it? I was like, sweet, Jesus. You know, he doesn't need that. And then they're like, yeah, you can watch TV through it and all sorts. I was like, you know what? Get it. That's cool. It's all right. <laughs> Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. (laughs) Man. So realistic. (laughs) It was almost like I was there. Yeah, Yeah, she was like, yeah, I know. You punched me three times on accident while I was watching. (laughs) I thought you were one of the Germans, baby. That explains the knife (laughs) in my chest. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yeah, no, I think virtual reality is... I, if nothing else, like you said, for simulate, even if there's not an application you can put directly during treatment, at least for training would be just phenomenal. Yeah. And if you think about it, we kind of do that now with our, the, like the sim man that we had yeah. in schools that are, were able to do that. And then my last time I recertified on ACLS, there's an online mm-hmm. course that you can go through where it is, you basically click and tell you what did you want to do, but it, runs through like 10 different simulated codes. So, I mean, there's definitely the technology is going to continue to get better. I agree. And I don't mind some of the stuff. I will tell you a couple things about the ACLS and then we can move on. One, my first problem is, is I don't think anyone that's brand new should go through it because it doesn't give you a lot of feedback. I think your first time mm-hmm. through ACLS or something, you should have a paramedic ER nurse, etc. that's been through codes that can give you some hands-on learning experience. I'd agree with that. Two is I've been through that course. And when you're like, oh, I need to intubate, I need to do this, this, and this, and this, right? If you don't specifically tell the respiratory therapist to start breathing, they won't. And also you're like, why is my O2 tanking? <laughs> and there's the, the character just standing there. You're like, come on. In real fucking life, that RT, and RTs, you guys are lazy, but I mean, <laughs> surely... Surely you could squeeze the bag, you know, every five to six seconds like you're supposed to. And I'm just saying that defeated the whole purpose for me. I was like, oh, so I literally have to do everything. So this becomes more of a just a click the button game versus right. trying to learn from the experience. But that's that that's enough for me. Well, you so, know, well, just a second. my first simulator on that course, I went through the entire thing thought okay i did you know hey the patient's alive so shit i did i must have done okay got to the end of it and it had failed me and i was like what the hell did i do i did not activate the code team within 10 seconds it was 11 seconds at the very beginning of the fucking thing and so then it <laughs> had me i failed so i did the entire thing for no reason because of one yes. second yeah so yeah they are and, not perfect but and that's what i'm saying i understand if it's a refresher 
and that's my other drawback is these new nurses that have never been through something like that. There should be a hands-on live person that can go, I know what you're thinking, but this is what's going to happen talking to them. Like, I just think that'd be helpful. So yeah, those of us who've been so far away from the hospital setting now working clinics, whether urgent care or doing primary care, how often do you use your ACLS? And yeah, boy, that's an eye opener when you have to go back and recertify and wow, I actually have to look at this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, yeah, that's a thing now. Yeah, not a, not a thing that. that you want to have to use all the time, but at least if you're exposed and are using it every now and then, it feels familiar. But when you haven't seen it in years. Yeah, and that's, I, I think there still needs to be a real examination in healthcare is do we in clinics, I know it sounds great, oh, he's ACLS certified, but realistically in the walking clinic, is that something we're necessarily need to be doing? I don't know. Well, in those walking clinics, even if they're attached to a facility, they're telling people to call the ambulance to come get the patient because it's yeah they're considered a separate entity. Yes, yes. So, even if it's attached to the building, yeah, yes, the yeah. five thousand dollar ambulance ride to go four hundred yards. Yes, <laughs> yes. There you go. Okay. Here comes a uh, Star Trek one, and I it didn't have a lot of information on it. It's just a medical procedure that was used, an ingrammatic purge. That sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. Doesn't it, though? Yeah, but you're going to be really wish you had the ability to do an ingrammatic purge because it is erasing someone's memory. So it's versed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's permanent versed is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Apparently. And they, again, I got the, the show notes where it was like, this was on episode 72 when blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't remember exactly what, but there's no, they had to do it for this procedure. It was a certain race of aliens that in order to do something, they had to erase their memories. So they came up with this machine that just wiped all your memories out. It's like the little men in black, like little flashy thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be, but I mean, think about that for PTSD or, Uh and maybe that's not the best. I mean, maybe we'd have to get mental health professional. Like, no, you can't just erase memories, (laughs) but, um, or pre-surgery, like when people are freaking the fuck out, like, okay, well click, (laughs) there you go. Now you don't know what's going on and we'll just take you into surgery now. Uh, Again, back to her side. Yeah, but that does lead to the whole that becomes a real ethical issue. Like, huh. yeah, who all huh. all of said memory device? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like this, this could turn out bad if everybody could just you know incrementally purge anybody at any time. Tom, I need to borrow five thousand dollars. Oh, here you go, and purge. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that that sounds. Oof. That's gonna be a rough one. <laughs> What about the Saldolith Manufacturing Veridicator 200? You got me. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truth scan. Oh. How <laughs> beneficial would that be in clinic? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would be hella beneficial in clinic. I would just prefer it not become civilian use. Like, <laughs> let's not make a personal. Let's not make a personal model for at home. Okay, I'm just saying, <laughs> just keep that away from where you're at. So just, where were you? The grocery store. Okay, no, I was at the city bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
reading upstairs? Yes. <laughs> Don't shake my hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, just ugh. I'm just saying. But in clinic, it would be great. Yeah, you're. Uh, you know, have you been checking your blood sugars? Well, yes, I have. Yeah, I've only been eating broccoli. Yeah, okay. Pete, when's the last time your blood sugar was checked? When I was here. Okay. <laughs> were you dipping the broccoli and margarita salt and sugar on the way here? What were you doing? So does it say anything, though, about the device? Is it like handheld? Do you put it on their head? Do you make them sit in it? There, and That one's actually, it looks like it's a wristband. So you just point it at them. That's a small sensor that was built to look like a bracelet or armband. It had a scanning range of 10 meters and could scan a single target. There you go. All right. Wow, so they might not even know they're getting scanned. Like, you bullshit artist, I know better. But if you, <laughs> if you right. or what was it, when in episode four, the uh, on the Death Star, the droid that uh, floated with a lovely syringe and needle. Oh, yeah. An interrogator droid. Or, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no. I know, yeah. Mm. Let's see <laughs> how made strong it is. Yes, they all made really cool noises. Yeah. All right, how about... The auto suture, which was a little laser, you know, whenever they would get cut or hurt, that they could, uh, you know, just pass it right over the laceration, and miraculously, the patient was healed and did not require actual, you know, suturing or apparently lidocaine or anything. You just yeah. <laughs> laser the shit out of it, and it was. They were much tougher. But <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, usually, Again, I don't know. I I would miss doing this doing the procedure. I would, but I mean, if it gets the same RVUs for me just to run a laser over it, I mean, hell, that's, you know. Valid point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, having just done some sutures and I don't get a lot of practice with them, if you were like, hey, you could just do this, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, I have fun. I enjoy doing them, but I don't do them enough where I feel supremely confident. So it's still one of those, oh, I could just give them a little zap. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. It's like, you know, and you can do that a lot faster than, than suturing. So, I'm imagining that knife off uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where it toasts the bread as it cuts. Like, <laughs> hey, there you go. It's the same knife. <laughs> Just go ahead. Same basic premise. Yeah, I think my favorite's the uh, restaurant at the end of the universe. Yeah. The cow that introduces itself <laughs> because it's that's going to be your meal. <laughs> Yeah, see, says, I okay, have a lovely so... brisket. <laughs> I'll be back while I go <laughs> go slaughter myself. It has been a long time since I've read the book. I was just watching the movie today, though. Oh, I, I just was terrible. flipping through. Uh, you know, it was fun to like just see some stuff. Like to see Zaff and Babelbrox was just fun, <laughs> and that's probably my favorite name ever. Like, I want to get a dog just so I can name him Zaff and Babelbrox, but. <laughs> But I, I just was like, uh, but I mean, the book is far superior and just reading it just makes you laugh the entire time. You like so. having a dog named Stay. Come here, Stay. <laughs> Come here, Stay. <laughs> oh, my seven-year-old's head would explode. Yes. So there you go. Or, or a dog you'd like to jog with, but you'd name the dog Scissors. <laughs> Run with Scissors. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Apologies to both comedians I stole that from. Oh, <laughs> it's still good. I'm good. With, yeah, let's see. All right. 
How about uh, one more? Okay, so I'm going to go with funny. Well, it's I guess it's not funny, but it just cracks me up because this was from the original Star Trek. I'm going to end on a Star Trek one. They called it <laughs> cryogenic open heart procedure. Hmm. Oh. Okay. So. Okay. So go ahead. I know what you're thinking because that's what I thought, right? But remember, I think this was shot in the 60s or early 70s or something like that, right? It has nothing to do with freezing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Picked a word that sounded cool. Let's go. Cryogenics. Yeah. That makes exactly. a lot of sense. <laughs> it is a procedure that requires them. And I'm sure this made sense in the episode, like there was some reason why this was, you know, life threatening or something. It requires that they drain all the blood out of the body and reinfuse it with new blood. That's it. That's the entire thing. It's like like a huge ECMO. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's what's going on. But they call it a cryogenic open heart procedure. But I guess it doesn't even require them opening their chest. So I'm not really sure why it's called open heart either. I mean, at least it involved the heart because you, had you been because you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the befuddled look on your guys' faces, I'm like, yeah, trust me. When I was reading it, I was like, no, no, no. I clearly clicked on the wrong thing. Because <laughs> this, is, this is this is not. No, no, that's exactly yeah. what it says right there. Cryogenic open heart procedure. And I can just imagine him explaining it. Well, we got to take all the blood out. Why, Jim? Damn it. I'm a doctor, not a doc. Don't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you thought ahead on that one. <laughs> See, that's how poor it was. I was impersonating him fucking up, but I made you think I was fucking up. So Excellent I can't tell if that's, yeah, I, say, I can't tell if that's a mark of awesomeness on my part or just sad. At least you weren't like it's the cryogenic open heart procedure and it's basically their colonoscopy. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Would have made it about as much sense. So, well, I will say, could you imagine if, like, back in the day, he's watching Star Trek and they're like, "It's cryogenic open heart. We're gonna stick this tube up your ass." Every man in America would have been like, "I am not getting a cryogenic open heart surgery." Like, doctors across America would be like, "Why can't I look at your heart? I know where you're sticking that tube, and you're not going anywhere near me." I'm going to die of heart disease. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> what is, what's going on here? Wow. All right. Jeff, do, you got- yeah, I've got two quick ones. Go ahead, One sir. we already have, the nano cam. Okay. Think about the endoscopic capsule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, yeah. Only problem is I'm guessing that the nano cam works where that endoscopic capsule doesn't. It's- Crap shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the other one, which I think is really neat, is the nerve splicer, and it does exactly what it says it does. So it's a colonoscopy? <laughs> yes, exactly. Everything, everything's related to colonoscopies now. <laughs> the tools you use to regrow damaged nerves. Think about spinal injuries and, yeah. and whatnot. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if somebody had, say, conus medialis. You could just fix them with a little nerve splicer. Ben? (laughs) All right. My last one. Tom, you mentioned it earlier, and it was one that every kid that watched Star Trek wanted. The tricorder. Lay it on me. So, you know, it was a non-invasive device that they could scan over them to determine what was wrong with them and, and how significant injuries were. And, of course, I went and did some research. So Qualcomm held a contest 
basically they were going to award a prize to whoever could develop the very first tricorder. So the company is a company called Basil Leaf Technologies, and they have developed Dexter, D-X-T-E-R, and it is like a... the serial killer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it consists of an iPad mini, and along with it is a wrist sensor, a chest sensor, a spirometer, and a conventional blood pressure cuff. And it can currently, using AI and those periphery devices can diagnose several conditions including anemia, UTIs, diabetes, AFib, sleep apnea, COPD, pneumonia, otitis media, leukocytosis, pertussis, hypertension, mono, or the most importantly, an absence of conditions. That would be a good one. So yeah, it's kind of cool that going from Star Trek to theory to now getting through FDA approval and to get out into practice. So That would be interesting. Definitely would be interesting. Find the clinic budget for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not so much the clinic budget I'm worried about. It's the patients who are going to come in with it attached to them and say, see? You want to see what it says? <laughs> Actually, at that point, I'm like, sure. Here's your amoxicillin for your ear infection. Thank you. <laughs> Next. There you go. It says that they can also they use a technique for determining glucose, hemoglobin, and white blood count without drawing any blood at all. Because they were trying to what? push for a true tri- tricorder. So it's not as accurate as a sample to a full chemistry lab, but it gives a sense of the range you're in so you can make decisions about which follow-up tests are necessary. And they're taking it into clinical trials. That's cool. I think, yeah, that'll be, you know, another 10 or 15 years, that'll probably be common use. Either of you have the Apple Watch 4 or use uh, the, I think it's Echo stethoscope? No. No, I've heard, no are you talking about the, the Apple Watch is the one that can do the... Do like AFib? Yeah, right? it does a lead one EKG. And then Echo's got a couple of stethoscopes there. They make electronic stethoscopes. One is uh, has kind of a cone-looking diaphragm that you can use to mod a regular uh, stethoscope to make it digital. But they have one that is about, oh, I'd say an inch and a half, maybe two inches wide, four or six inches long. It's got the diaphragm on the bottom and it has two metal pads and you can do the exact same thing. You put it on the chest and you get it, get a single lead EKG. It links wow. wirelessly to the wirelessly to the phone. You can see the EKG there and it will also do phono EKG. You'll get to see the noise from each beat correspond with the electrical rhythm of the heart. It's kind of cool. Huh. That is very cool. Yeah. However, have you guys heard of or had a patient come in? There's apparently an app on your phone that tells you it can tell you your blood pressure by putting your finger over the light on the back of your phone. I have seen it do pulls, but I've not seen it do blood pressure. Well, so I was discussing with a patient abnormal blood pressure. They're like, no, it's not that bad. I'm like, excuse me? Like, so it's not that bad at home. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so you have a blood pressure machine. They're like, no. And then they did it right in front of me. They said, see, it's not that bad. You guys are wrong. I was like, mm, 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 <laughs> no, mm, mm, no, I'm not going to say. You know, I even had the nurse go back in and retake it manually. And they're like, no, <laughs> that's that's that machine is incorrect. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. OK, so and- uh, that. That's going to be super fun to try and no, Mrs. Smith, you do need to take lisinopril 
because your blood pressure is too high. No, my phone says it's not. Is that oh, the, boy. Is that instant blood pressure app? I don't know. I didn't even ask. I just know he kept trying to tell me I was wrong, that our blood pressure was wrong. And then I actually, this was my mistake for a minute. I tried to explain how blood pressure was taken <laughs> and explaining like we had to apply sufficient pressure or close off the vessel, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, but it says here it's not. I was like, okay, I'm done arguing now. That's not to say I haven't seen some pretty awesome things. As a matter of fact, a machine that can take your blood pressure through your finger. It's a machine called a Clearview. It was designed for NASA astronauts for on spacewalks, and they are trying to get it so ICUs can use them. You just slip it over to the finger, and it's a consistent like little squeeze on your finger, and it can do your pulse. It's basically like an art line, one and a couple other things externally over your finger. It is fucking amazing and trippy to have on your finger and watch all that stuff on the screen while you're doing it. But I didn't ask because I'm sure it's about $200,000. So, <laughs> so you're going to get one per ICU. Yeah. I found the, I think I found the app you were talking about. I was pulling it up too. Yeah. Go, go ahead, sir. That is bizarre. <laughs> bizarre. It very clearly states, do not rely on instant blood pressure for medical advice or diagnosis. So uh, we might, yeah, miss, somebody well. might've missed that, that memo, <laughs> yeah. but you, you take your phone out of its case, which automatically is going to raise your blood pressure because you're going to drop yes. it and have to buy, I pay the $500 <laughs> deductible to get a $600 phone. <laughs> Place your right index finger over the rear camera lens and flash Maintaining the finger over the camera and flash. Place the bottom of the phone in direct chest contact using firm and steady pressure. Hold still and quiet until the session is complete and read the estimate. Huh. Their supported range for uh, systolic pressure is 83 to 178 millimeters of mercury and diastolic is 58 to 107. It is not a replacement. Do not use instant blood pressure cut as a uh, replacement or substitute for a cuff or other blood pressure monitor. It is not as accurate as a cuff or other monitor. You want us to send, want me to send you that link? Room. If you are on the same website that I am on, but I'm on the, their website at the very top of it, it says that they settled matter with the United States federal trade commission. Yeah. So I clicked on the complaint from the FTC to read this and it states in the court document court document <laughs> although defendants represent that the instant blood pressure app measures blood pressure as accurately as a traditional blood pressure cuff and serves as a replacement for a traditional cuff in fact studies demonstrate clinically st- statistical significant deviations between the app's measurements and those performed from a traditional blood pressure cuff shocker <laughs> I'm stunned <laughs> Yes, uh, the crowd goes silent. You know, the bad part <laughs> is a lot of those don't have to have FDA approval and things to to be an app, and so it's kind of just based on court documents. It looks like they made about six hundred thousand dollars off the app. Yeah, sales. Uh, You're kidding. June of fourteen and June of fifteen totaled over six hundred thousand oh, dollars, according gosh. to the court documents. I am speechless. So I was reading the section on the website about the science, and they really tell you absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah ends with we have an algorithm that leverages our unique discoveries 
well-understood biometrics, and each user's unique anthropometric data to produce each blood pressure estimate. And it clearly says estimate. <laughs> yeah. That's the funny thing about blood pressure. I don't want to know. Oh, it's between 100 and 200? See, that's an estimate, okay? <laughs> I want to know what it is. So, wow. yeah, interesting. Well, Jeff, before you go, you didn't get to do this last time because so we didn't have this as a segment then, but we want you to do five questions. Do you think you're ready for this mental gauntlet? I certainly am. Join us on a journey into the inner psyche of our guest. As we ask five, 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 five questions. All right, Jeff, question one. What's your favorite medical word? Sucking chest wound. Ooh, that's a good one. Is, yeah. It, it is exactly what it says. <laughs> There's no... That is not that it sucks in more way, yeah, more than one way. You make the argument that any chest wound is is gonna suck, but I <laughs> always love that one. It's definitely different than the cryogenic open heart procedure as discussed earlier. So. Correct. Completely. <laughs> just just slightly. All right. Question two: If you could do any job in the world other than what you currently do, what would it be? I'd be retired by now, but I would have played professional baseball. What, pos- what position? Catcher. Oh, that's awesome. All right. The old Crash Davis of podcast over here. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Question three. Think back to your first car. Was it a stylish ride or a rolling turd? Okay, here's the caveat. One I had to share with my sister or one that was finally mine. It's your story. You tell it. Okay, the one that was (laughs) mine was Beretta that had an electronic dash, so it was a stylish ride. And, and the one you shared was a 1984 Buick Skyhawk, and we'll just leave it at that. You may want a sponsorship <laughs> from Buick at some point, <laughs> or maybe not. But... <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> a little rough. <laughs> All right. Uh, question four. If your house is on fire and everyone, including your pets, are safe, what's the one thing that you want to get out of your house? My camera gear. Everything else is backed up uh, remotely in multiple places. So everything else is replaceable. It just takes too long to replace camera gear. Okay. So what kind of camera? I've got two Canons. One's the ADD and one's a 15 or 16-year-old EOS Rebel. I shoot with both of them. partner that I work with that we do... Weddings, we do senior pictures, portraiture, and all that. And then I also do some freelance landscape photography. All right. Question five. You have $9.18 in your pocket. What all do you buy? I splurge and get the real smart water instead of the store brand. (laughs) (laughs) So that takes care of three bucks. Okay. The other six bucks, we could live on the edge and we'll buy the gas station sushi. Ooh. Oh, my God. Edge. Wow. <laughs> We're going to need that cryogenic open heart procedure. <laughs> uh, ours is not bad because it's the, the grocery store across across the parking lot owns it. So they make it over there and they bring it over to the. Oh, that's not as bad. Okay. So it's not that much of a challenge. Let's say, so that's not a true gamble. No. So. <laughs> not a crapshoot, should I speak. See, yeah. No. <laughs> not usually. 
So if you enjoy this episode, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're all at Just Some Podcast. You can find us on the web, www.justsomepodcast.com. Our email, admin justsomepodcast.com. Jeff, is there anything that you want to shout out or say before we get off the air, man? No, I I think I'm good. Okay, you're going to go out and buy a tricorder? Oh, wait. You're, you're <laughs> that would make our job so much easier. <laughs> just don't even touch the patient, just... Walk in and, oh, yeah, here's what's wrong with you. Could be like the machine off Idiocracy. Put one probe under your hand, or one probe in your hand, one probe in your armpit, and the other one in your ass. Don't (laughs) tell you anything that's wrong. Somebody else has read that. Did you read the movie? movie? No, no, I saw the movie, and I'll tell you right now that scene and he's like wait a second i got the probes mixed up and the guy trying to watch which probe he just took out of his ass <laughs> <laughs> no it's one in your mouth yeah it's one in your mouth one in your armpit yeah i, I use that joke ass. all the time when i'm sending a patient for an upper and a lower you know, i'll make sure they do that upper first <laughs> yeah. make sure they wash the camera wake up and your mouth tastes like butt then uh they did it in the wrong order <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, Tom, anything you want to add to this endoscopically wonderful episode? Um, No. No, I'm good. <laughs> Tom, you know the difference between oral and a rectal thermometer? The taste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know what we're going to do next week, Tom, but sure it's going to be fun and exciting. Not as fun and exciting as looking at the future that's becoming the present with Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, you know, go Star Trek, but, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Trekkie. <laughs> You're damn right. Don't you forget it. So, but, no, I know we got some, some great stuff coming up. I know we still need to get our uh, our vaccine debate show out at some point and <laughs> it should be a good one alienate all 12 of your listeners <laughs> well Divide it, would, it would be our luck that we would have the 12 listeners that are all anti-vaxxers yeah so oh boy yeah. Yeah, i don't yeah. know what we're gonna do next week but the i'm sure mail we you'll get yeah it's okay who gives a shit i mean you know we only occasionally get hate mail and that's mostly for tom because he's back yeah in Oklahoma, so you Vermont. <laughs> Arkansas and Mississippi. So. Referring to the entire state of Vermont as maple syrup, maple syrup jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, that's my Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Twice now. The crazy part is, is a lot of times later on, Ben will, I honestly swear to God, it's some kind of medical condition. Uh, some weird amnesia. We can have this conversation 20 minutes from now. You can text me and be like, I don't know what it is. I don't remember shit from the show. I, all the time. I, all the time. Ben is like, hey, uh, so uh, do you remember or this girl wrote in and she said, hell, that, that was really funny when Tom said this about Oklahoma. I was like, when I said what? Yeah. Like, I swear to God, I don't remember half the shit I say. So I was like, oh, so I had to look some stuff up and i was like oh my god i actually did say that like what is wrong with me yeah so that's always fun it was the episode that you dinged on redheads too or something like that that i was talking to you about that ben had to walk you through the through the episode he does as soon as we hit as soon as i hit stop recording tom is like oblivious to the last hour and a half conversation (laughs) Yes. And, you want me to cut that part out? And he's like, What? I said, What? Well, you, you said this. Oh, yeah, you might want to cut that out. 
<laughs> there's there's a lot of times I'm like I I said that there's one and it, we'll talk about it off air but he said do you remember when you said that and I was like I said that oh my god <laughs> why would you let me say that so I don't think there's any let <laughs> <laughs> there's certainly there's certainly Kyle the sound engineer or Sam the producer should have certainly been on that sensor button a couple of times but you I'm know. a dumbass to put the microphone in front of his face we we were. Uh, we were, uh, you know, we were new and young, dumb kids back in the day. Like, <laughs> who knew saying the C-bomb on the air would turn out to be a bad thing? Yeah, that was a Oh, yeah, my stunning. wife's favorite word. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that yeah. last episode. Uh, oh, my God. That was, that was crazy. <laughs> she, uh, my wife is like, if you ever met her, she is like, white girl poster like north face jacket ugg boots starbucks pumpkin spice latte in her hand like (laughs) and but you piss her off she'll be like she gets ghetto as shit like she will fuck you up verbally so i'm like okay so when she honestly when she said that i was like huh okay like it didn't even phase me and then later on i was like oh yeah oh yeah there's gonna be a lot of people that don't like that (laughs) we need to bleep this one (laughs) oh no that's the raw feed baby you you gotta get in on that all right hey let's wrap this up completely so on that note this has been hope everybody has a great week this is tom everybody stay safe out there don't think that I appreciate you. You say you don't think that things are working out. Well, it's a good thing that you still think. Cause you know I've had my doubts. You say you envy me. What the hell does that mean? I dumped your ass. Why do you talk to me? You're a bitch, dear. I thought I made that clear. And that is something you Cool. What's he doing with you?